You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. One guy they have missed, who I know you were down there with this week, or at least saw him. He's uh, sporting a new, looks like he's got the throw out. Took the, uh, took I the think Tyrese out. is back today to his normal hairstyle. He so is? that might okay. have been a, a picture of his college hair surface. Oh, and he's like, you know what? I got to get my act together. I got to uh, tighten there's it up a, a little bit. There's a part of me that's always just wanted him to go with the Iverson cornrows. Like, I just feel like it would make him look so like slick and fast. And he's already so fast as it is <laughs> out there. And so when I saw the fro, I was a little like, man, maybe he's going to do it. But I guess you're saying he's back to his original Tyrese hair. I, I'm not one to police uh, their hairstyles. No, that would be my... playing with. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's not getting in their face or whatever. That's, yes. Uh, that's all I can ask for. Uh, to your point, though, Tyrese on several fronts is really important for this. Yeah. Week. And I, I do think, you know, aside from we know what he can do as a scorer, a shooter, all that stuff. And how having that extra offensive firepower makes them more dangerous. I do think you sort of miss that youthful energy and the positivity he has. Like he can do all that on the bench and be the rah-rah team guy, but you know, Elliot, like you can only do so much when you're standing yeah. on the sideline. That there's, 100%. there's There is a limit to what you can do and how you can impact the team if you're not on the floor. And I think when Tyrese is in the lineup and Joel, for example, goes through these kind of mopey, lethargic stretches that's when Tyrese takes the ball gets downhill and goes and scores eight points and you feel that like the scoring impact but you also see like the crowd goes crazy or in a road game you start to silence some of the road fans and you know he's been big over the last couple years going on these personal runs and really changing the energy of the game and then being in the huddles and just saying, look, we got this. We're still in this game and finding a way to keep everybody connected. Like you can see it in the locker room too. Tyrese and Joel have lockers close to each other at, at yeah. the Sixers Arena. And it's a lot, it's a big, like little brother, big brother dynamic where Tyrese is the the really chatty, upbeat, like in mm-hmm. Joel's ear type of guy. Joel's in his corner, his feet in ice, and he's got his phone out. He's watching different NBA games every night. Yeah. And Tyrese is trying to talk to him about 15 different things <laughs> and they have a good relationship. And I think Tyrese, Joel needs somebody like that. He needs guys that are a bit of a, a contrast in personality to him. And so I think when he's healthy, it goes much further than just, you know, what he offers as a, a basketball player. So do you think the Tyrese injury was a bigger deal than the Harden one? I think they're they're similar. I, I do mm-hmm. think the Harden one was bigger in the sense that 
they need to build the identity around him and Joel because yeah. as much as Tyrese has taken a step forward, ultimately we saw even in James's first game back, push comes to shove, they're running a play at the end of the game. It's in James's hands. Mm -hmm. And maybe that changes at some point, but they need to figure out these late game sets, these late game plays with Joel and James at the center of things like that. They are the guys who are going to be the money players in those spots for better or for worse. And they need to develop those reps. They have to figure out what everybody else is doing around them. And so the, the lost time that they had during that month is a really big deal to me because they, by the time they get to the playoffs, they need to have mastered all yeah. this stuff. It can't be, hey, we're still figuring out what we want to run. It has to be, we need to know option A, B, C, D on every single play and how to cycle through those instead of, you know, James Harden isolates and just puts up a step back three. Yeah, it gets blocked. After yeah. bleeding the clock for 20 seconds. Right, dribbling the air out the ball too. So Maxi, I believe Doc said he's just now starting to run, if that that's correct. Or So where is he at in his rehab? And like we talk about how important this upcoming stretch is. He's probably going to miss all, all the seven home games. Do you think there's a chance he's back? I think he probably makes it back before the end of the homestand. It'll be on the back end. I think mm -hmm. realistically, so he his injury timeline was four weeks from about November 19th. Uh, okay. What I was told yesterday by a team official is that it's probably closer to the four-week end of that timeline. So that would put him around December 19th. I believe right. they play. I know they play on the 23rd. I think that's the Clippers game. That's they the might, last game, I think, right? They might have one before that as well. Um, maybe like the 21st. So mm -hmm. that's I probably two days off between each game or something like that. So there's no yeah. back to backs in the whole thing. I'm just between the Eagles and Sixers. It's like every, oh, you don't there's no breaks. So I don't know <laughs> days of the week, let alone uh, yes. when they play each game. Yes. But yeah, so I, I think he probably makes it back on this homestand. Um, but if you just use the, um, the comparison to the Harden injury, Harden came back and, it was like no late November. It was actually right before Tyrese got hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, mid to late November, he starts shooting, and it was two and a half weeks or so from, from there that he was able to return. So it, it's right in that end of the homestand time frame, using that as a guide too. Yeah, so Maxi coming back obviously will be huge for this team. I think what you said about him with Joel is a really interesting point because what we kind of saw in that Rockets game was a little bit, of like lackadaisicalness, kind of like Toby said. So like, I remember last year when Brandon Graham got hurt to kind of compare sports, like Brandon Graham is like the lifeline in some ways of that defense. And it's just different when you're hurt. Like you just, you're, you're in the locker room, but you're not really in the locker room. You're in the rehab room. You don't travel, like all those things. So I do wonder if just Tyrese's like infectious young personality coming back will help these like old washed veterans, like try a little harder, you know? So, so that could be big. But so what I wanted to ask you too, I was thinking about this um, earlier today about Maxi. So I think Maxi in some ways has the potential to be the guy they go to at the end of the games. And you, you touched on that uh, in the last pot. But I also think we would agree that Maxi is probably another year or two away from being like game seven, 25 plus points, if not 30 points, like takes the last shot. Like you agree he's probably that yeah. far away, right? Yeah. So I think this team's in a tough spot. And I've been thinking about this since the Rockets game because 
on one hand, Joel and Harden are win now players, like absolute win now players. And I think Maxi is a, a year or two away. And I think ultimately, like, how can they fix the team, right? I think they have to decide, do they want to win with this window, which is Joel and Harden, or do they want to set up to win with the next window, which is Maxi? And I don't think they can do both. I don't think this team is currently constructed is good enough to win anything. But the only trade piece they kind of have is Maxi and, and, and Tobias if he keeps playing this well. So I guess my question for you would be, if you look at how they can fix this team, are they better off moving Maxi and Toby for some package and recommitting here? Or do they need to start looking towards the future when they kind of take these moves into consideration? I think you kind of just have to hope that this group is good enough with Tyrese here. Because I like if you trade Tyrese, we discussed this some and I've written this a lot so far mm -hmm. this year. I think betting further on this group to win now is a really dangerous concept. Like mm -hmm. if you were trading Tyrese and you're getting like an in their prime type star that could potentially extend the window that right. might not exist right now, but in, in theory exists. That's a different story. If you're trading him for like, like the big one over the summer is Kevin Durant, right? Like mm -hmm. everybody is saying, what kind of package can our team put together for Kevin Durant? Trading for 34 year old Kevin Durant and you basically have one or two runs at it. James might leave, Joel might be dissatisfied, whatever it is. And then you're left with absolutely nothing. Like you are barren. Right. And I don't think that's a then you're in just no man's land. You're in the wilderness for years. Now, if you win a title in that time, that's great. And I ultimately fell on the side of it's Kevin Durant. Like you do what mm -hmm. you can if the option is there to get him. But now that I've seen more of this team, I've seen this group, and I just get more skeptical. I like I don't think you can be in the mindset of we gotta move Tyrese for somebody that's gonna help us win right now. I think you need to put the onus on Joel and James to say, this is who we got. And it's up to you guys to carry us through, to be the best versions of yourselves day after day to lead this team. And in that case, if they prove that they can't, one, they weren't worthy of a trade to push more chips in. Right, You've already surrounded down. them with yeah. enough. You don't want to double down in that case. And if they end up being those guys, then I think Tyrese ultimately can help them. So I don't like I don't think a maxi trade unless it's for some, you know, we, you never know. You don't know what's out there. His value among young players is really high yeah. because not only is he very good, he's also great character. Like every single character trait that you want in a prospect yeah. is like through the roof. Hard worker, good kid is someone that you would want to lead a program. And so unless you're getting some high in the sky, in their prime star offer for that, I would just 